0: Welcome to the Sleeping Outside the Box podcast. I'm your host, Doron Lazarus, integrated Sleep Coach and founder of the Sleep Coach Academy, where we check in every week with tips and tricks from the latest in the field to be able to allow you to get your sleep, your health, and your life back on track. So let's go ahead and dive in. I wanted to start off today by speaking about the melatonin supplement craze that's going on in the country. Over 70 million Americans use melatonin every single night. That's 27% of the adult population, totaling it in the U.S. alone to over a $2 billion industry. So the million, or if not billion-dollar question, that we're going to start off with is, should you be taking melatonin. And I think just like anything within the sleep world, it really depends. If your insomnia is coming from a place of anxiety, I would not recommend taking melatonin. While melatonin is going to make you drowsy, it's not necessarily going to take care of your issues. And so too, if you have a behavioral issue If let's say you're chronically addicted to your phone or online gambling and you're trying to use melatonin as a way to override that and get to sleep at crazy hours, I don't think you're doing yourself any justice. If someone does need melatonin, there are ways to check if they are melatonin deficient and from there you can decide, do I want to take oral melatonin? Perhaps I need to adjust my light, my circadian rhythm, my food, make sure I'm getting enough protein and L-tryptophan. There are so many questions that I would ask my clients before we just throw throw melatonin at the situation, especially when it comes with kids and teenagers. I think we all know that teenagers have notoriously nocturnal sleep cycles, and melatonin is not always the answer. Yeah, sometimes it is. I'm not saying there's never a place for melatonin. But to just throw melatonin in the situation, kid can't fall asleep, here, take a Melichu. Or for the teenager, hey, I'm up till 2 in the morning, can't fall asleep because of who knows what, let me take melatonin and that'll help me. I really don't think you're doing the situation any justice. Question number three I get all the time. What are the side effects that I should be worried about with melatonin? Now, it's true. Melatonin is considered amongst the safer of the supplements. It's interesting to note that while in America you can buy it almost anywhere at any pharmacy, drugstore, or supermarket, in other countries like the UK, it is a highly controlled substance and you can't even get it from a regular doctor. You have to go to a psychiatrist or neurologist who would prescribe melatonin for you. So it's interesting to see how different countries have different perspectives, but generally melatonin Melatonin is considered more natural and safe than other sleeping pills that are out there. But it should be noted, I see this with my clients all the time, there are side effects that you should look out for. For some people, it has a rebound opposite effect. In fact, they sleep worse with melatonin. Many people have vivid dreams or they'll wake up feeling exhausted or irritable. Now, I'm not to say that the side effects should dissuade you because if you do need melatonin, it can be helpful. And there are ways of limiting those side effects. And that goes into another question. What time should you take it and at what dose? So I believe that melatonin is best taken about three hours before bed. It's not a sleeping pill that's just going to instantly put you to sleep. If you want your bedtime to be at, let's say, 11 p.m., I will recommend taking your melatonin dose at 8 at whatever time you're looking to go to bed, not to take it 10 minutes before, but to allow it to come into your system naturally and allow it to help your body get tired and to fall asleep when it's ready. In terms of dosage, usually we recommend people start small. It's not like more is better with melatonin. Sometimes the smaller dose can A, limit the side effects, and B, be more effective for the person. So I would start with half a milligram, if not a full milligram, and potentially you can go up to three or five. I really haven't seen any success higher than that, although individual results will vary. People ask, should I be taking regular or slow release? And I think that really depends on why you're taking it. If it's an issue of falling asleep, then I think the slow release can – sorry, the regular can be helpful. But if it's an issue that you're waking up in the middle of the night and there is no other reason that would dictate that, it's not stress, it's not anxiety, it's not whatever, then I think the slow release could be helpful to allow you to sleep the full night. Now, many people never want to get started on sleep supplements because they think they're going to be on it forever. Now, while it can be um, addicting in that sense, and melatonin is not an addicting substance, but it can be habit-forming, meaning if someone starts taking melatonin, in the back of their mind, they start thinking, hey, I can't sleep without it. And it creates that pattern that I see with a lot of our clients. But that's not necessarily always the case. I think if you're working with a skilled practitioner, you can use melatonin to help reset your system, to help get your circadian day and night clock back on track, especially if it's shift worked or jet lag involved, to use melatonin to help repair that cycle, and then to slowly wean off. And that gets to another question for these millions of people that are on melatonin but don't necessarily want to be. How does one get off melatonin? So I think a gradual process is always good to be able to wean off in a slow and incremental fashion, maybe decreasing by 25% every few weeks and allowing it to slowly your body's natural production, making sure that you're getting the right foods, you're getting the right amount of light and exercise during the day and dark and wind down time at night to allow your body's natural melatonin production to really take effect. Sometimes people ask me, does it uh, deplete your natural melatonin production? And the answer is no. That is a myth that taking oral melatonin will deplete your body's own production. While I don't believe that melatonin is always always the answer, because if you don't need it, don't take it. But... I don't think you have to be worried that it's going to deplete your body's natural production. It can create, like I said, that psychological dependence. But in terms of a chemical dependence, your pineal gland will still produce the amount of melatonin that it normally does. And that's it for today. Those are some of the common questions that I get by melatonin. This has been Doron Lazarus with the Sleeping Outside the Box podcast. If you're interested in learning more about how to solve your sleep issues once and for all, or to become an integrative sleep coach and help those around you, go ahead and check out our website at sleepcoachacademy.org. There you can learn more details and fill in an application if you're interested in any of our services. Sleep well, and we look forward to seeing you in the next edition